Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football. And uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, this is probably going to be the hardest episode of Cuz You Don't Know Football that we've done. But through perseverance and everything, we'll get into what's going on. Um, we're able to still uh, do the show and we're able to, to uh, still bring you what you need, uh, even when it's not really the most convenient. But let's get uh let's get right into this. So so the playoffs have started, guys. So we've led you think about think about how long of a of a trip that we've been on. We started all the way back in 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 training camp and you know back in like like April, May, you know, June, more like June. And um we've we've put knowledge together that basically are coming together at this point, you know, everything that we've said through the whole year now is pretty much coming uh, to fruition. And now you can kind of see the culmination of the offseason programs, preseason, the regular season, the trades, you know, what happened in the draft and stuff like that. So now you see all these decisions. And this is why these decisions are why these teams are in the situation that they're in. Um. There's definitely some uh, some games that uh, were very interesting, and some came down to the wire. They were great games. Some of them, you know, some of these are going to be like, I kind of told you so, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> but we'll see about that. Um, so I want to go – so normally I would just read down the whole list, you know, but I kind of want to go in order of which games I kind of feel like were bad you know, and, and, and everything. So, so we're going to start with, <laughs> let's start with the Eagles <laughs> and the Bucks. Uh, so Tampa Bay being a four seed, they held court and beat the Eagles, uh, 32 to nine. Not sure if the Eagles got off the uh, the bus or the or the plane or whatever the hell they came from, but that's what it is. So we always read off the uh, the losing teams first. So Jalen Hurts was twenty five of thirty five for two hundred fifty yards, one touchdown, and no picks. You know, not a bad game. Uh, DeAndre Swift led them in rushing with thirty four yards. There was no rushing touchdowns. And uh, Devontae Smith, he actually did show up. Um, he had eight receptions for 148 yards, no touchdowns. And Dallas Goddard was the one that caught the touchdown pass. Um, and they didn't have – they did. Josh Wett did have a sack. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Milton, uh, <laughs> Milton Williams, he had a sack. Uh, let's see who else. Nolan Smith, he had a half a sack. And Fletcher Cox had a half a sack as well, but there were no picks. So let's read off the Bucks. Baker Mayfield was 22 of 36 for 337 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. This was a great game by Baker Mayfield. Um, let's see. Rashad uh, White, he had 18 carries for 72 yards. Not bad, but not much, but not. Um, there were no rushing touchdowns. Uh, and, uh, uh, Cade Otten led them in receiving with, uh, eight receptions for 89 yards, but David Moore, David Moore had a receiving touchdown. Uh, Trey Palmer had a receiving touchdown 
And Chris Godwin also had a receiving touchdown. Now, they didn't, once again, didn't have any picks, but um, uh, Kalijah Kansi, he had a half sack. Um, uh, Greg Gaines had a had a sack. Uh, let's see what else happened. Uh, Vita Vea had a half a sack, and Joe Tyron. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, but he also had a half a sack. Um, I think the Eagles definitely felt um not having AJ Brown in this game. He was actually hurt. Um, with a uh, with a uh, sprained knee, but I don't think the Eagles are eliminated. Of course, the Eagles are eliminated just because of this game. But the Eagles, you know, um, they started off the season ten and one, and they finished the season uh, going one and five. So you know, clearly they <laughs> they were played well at the beginning of the season, and then we don't know what happened except. We do know what happened, and this is kind of a I told you so kind of situation. The Eagles, after last year, after they went to the Super Bowl, they lost their offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Steichen, and their defensive coordinator. Please excuse me that I can't think of that uh, gentleman's name. When you lose your offensive and defensive coordinators, you lose the identity to – you lose your culture, you know? You lose your culture, and that's what it is. When you – once again, when you are uh, the quarterback um, – the quarterback doesn't address the all the um head coach in terms of what the problems is what the problems are uh with the offense. They address their their um the offensive coordinator. That's the person in the quarterback's ear. And it's the same thing on the defense. There's been great defenses. Great defenses. They lose that coordinator and all of a sudden they can't figure it out. You know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Um we that's a a, a very good conversation for a later day. Um but yeah, like it, it clearly showed its head. You know, the culture's changed. You know, and I and I said that a couple times this year. I didn't think that this was the Eagles' year anyway. I didn't think they were going to lose this game, but I didn't think this was their year. Um, but yeah, I mean, when when it comes to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay had these wide receivers strapped. You know, it, it seemed like every play they were blitzing, and they were covering <laughs> the wide receivers. Anytime you could blitz and man up the wide receivers with no help deep then uh there's nothing an offense can do like somebody's got to be there to get open more uh of course Devonte did a very good job he did his thing but if they had had aj brown this could have been a different uh outcome but yeah it just felt like i i want to say that it felt like they didn't like you know what i mean they didn't like get off the bus like you know like spiritually like emotionally they just did they weren't there on the field but I think they were there as best as they could you know now they're talking about Nick Sheriani maybe losing the locker room and stuff like that which is crazy so they got a lot of stuff to uh, deal with in that regard all right okay so let's so once again the Eagles are eliminated Tampa Bay Bucks move on so moving on to the next game we have the Pittsburgh Steelers losing in Buffalo to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that score was 31 to 17. All right, let's get some stats. Okay, so Mason Rudolph was a quarterback. He went 22 of 39 for 229 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. And not much on the ground. Mm, not, and no touchdowns. Nope, we're not talking about it. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Pat Fryermuth led them receiving with five receptions for 76 yards, but had no touchdowns. Um, Deontay Johnson had a touchdown, and Calvin Austin the third also had a uh, a touchdown. Um, they didn't have any picks in terms of sacks. Um, Alex Highsmith uh had a sack. And uh, Marcus Golden had a sack as well. Okay, so we're gonna go over the Buffalo side. So Jer uh, Josh Allen, he was twenty-one of thirty for two hundred three yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, James Cook led them in rushing with eighteen carries for seventy-nine yards, but did not have a score. But uh, Josh Allen also had eight uh, carries for seventy-four yards and a touchdown. Uh. What's his name? Dalton Dalton Kincaid uh, led them receiving with three receptions for 59 yards and a touchdown. And Khalil uh, Shakur, uh, Shakir, excuse me, he had a touchdown and so did Dawson Knox. In terms of picks, uh, they did have uh, Kair uh, Elam. He had, he had a pick. He actually resurfaced because remember he was a, a pretty high pick out of uh Florida. He was a cornerback out of Florida, so he resurfaced, and I'm actually glad to see him starting to play better. Um Greg Russo had a sack. Who else had some sacks? Yep, that was it. So also keep in mind that the Steelers uh didn't have their starting quarterback, or near or neither did they have their starting um they're starting uh, T.J. Watt. They're starting best pass rusher and, and defensive MVP candidate uh, T.J. Watt also was not in this game. Um, Josh Allen turned into Superman, you know? Um, this is kind of what it looks like when Josh Allen is efficient, you know? Because, um, <laughs> when you know, when he starts throwing picks, he start, people say he reminds you of Brett Favre, but I actually see it. I see it a lot, actually. But when he becomes efficient, now he starts looking like, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, I don't know what to really do with that. With with uh what they had and um what uh the Steelers didn't have, uh yeah, this was just a bad matchup for Pittsburgh, and it's very unfortunate that they caught this team at this time. Um I do think Pittsburgh did a very good job of keeping this game close because it was it was 21 to nothing, if I if I remember. It was 21 to nothing. And then they, then they got a, a field goal, or then they got a touchdown, and then uh, the uh, the Bills got a field goal, and then they got an, another touchdown, then another field goal, and then the then the Bills scored again. So the Bills just had a, um, I mean, they were just too far ahead to make this uh, competitive, really. But um, the Bills move on. Uh, Pittsburgh, we will see you next year, and I think they'll be a very interesting team uh, next year. To be honest with you. Um, okay, let's move on. Okay, so now we're going to go to this, uh, well, what people say might have been the upset of the week. What we called it here. Remember, we called it here, this pick right here. So the Houston Texans go in, and they go in, and they beat the Cleveland Browns bad, 45-14. Now, we picked this pick, and this was the pick that people were like, Oh, you do you? Why would you think that uh, Joe Flacco is 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 hot? And look at that defense and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, stay calm. Let's let's watch the game. You know, so Joe Flacco 
was 34-46 for 307 yards, one touchdown, and two picks. Uh, Kremont had uh, 26 yards rushing and a touchdown. Uh, David Njoku led them receiving with seven receptions for 93 yards. And also Harrison Bryant also had 65 yards receiving. Yeah. But Kareem Hunt was actually the one with the touchdown reception. Um, so we got this defense. There were no picks. And there were no sacks for this great defense. <laughs> um, so going over to the Texan stats, CJ Stroud was 16 and 21 for 274 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, Devin Singletary had 66 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, uh, Nico Collins had uh, six receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, Brevin Jordan had one reception for 76 yards. He went deep, and, and that was a touchdown. And Dalton Schultz had one reception for 37 yards, and that was a touchdown. Uh, let's see who had the picks. Uh, Christian Harris had a pick. Um, Steven Nelson had a pick. Who else had some picks? Let's see. The, uh, that was that was it. So, oh, also Christian Harris had a pick and a sack. My man was balling. <laughs> Will Anderson uh, Jr. also had a sack. Um, Kurt uh, Hinnish, he also had a sack. You know, uh. Derek Barnett, the former Eagle, Derek Barnett also had a sack. So I think it's going to, I think right now it's going a little undersold what exactly um, CJ Stroud is doing with this Houston Texans team. This is supposed to be a rebuild. You know, they were a team last year that had two first, like top five picks. They had two top five picks. For them to be in this situation where they're flipping from having all of these first-round picks and all of these low-number picks to now they're in the divisional round, this is amazing. You know, this is something – this is something – what we're watching now is something that we watched somebody like Andrew Luck do. You know, when, when Andrew Luck, when he was with the Colts, he carried that team to the playoffs into the AFC Championship game. That's, this is this is greatness that we're seeing, and it's rare that we get to see – some like a quarterback really carry, but this is what this is what we talk about when we talk about a quarterback and being great and being able to carry, you know, some some uh, some shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like once again, I, I you know what I mean I, I'm glad that everybody finally got to see once again or get reminded who Joe Flacco uh, is. Uh, even when he won a Super Bowl, I wasn't one of those people that looked at his performances and said Joe Flacco was balling. No, his team was balling. His DNA had Ray Lewis and and Ed Reed. I mean, like his wide receivers, Anquan Bolton and Torrey Smith were playing out of their mind. He was throwing balls up and they were just coming down with it. You know, that's a lot. Now, this defense is great, but like Joe Flacco, they looked at they started to look at Joe Flacco and say, Oh, well, maybe he's the guy. Joe Flacco's not the guy, okay? Let's just stop that. Joe Flacco's not the guy in Cleveland. And um it was a nice run. It was a nice story. It was a better story than actual, like, actuality because Cleveland had the, the better roster, but you can kind of see what happens when you have the better quarterback and how that evens the playing field or even gives you an advantage even against a superior roster. 
So there is that. So let's move on. So, all right. So we're going to go to this Chiefs-Dolphins game. So the, the Chiefs hosted <laughs> one of the coldest football games in NFL history, and they beat the, the Dolphins 26-7. Uh, Tua was 20 of 39 for 199 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, not much on the ground. They only had the leading rush at 33 yards rushing. There wasn't much going on there. Uh, Tyreek Hill had five receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. Not much else there. Did they have any sacks? I didn't think they were going to have any sacks. Did they have any picks? Nope. No sacks, no picks for this defense. All right. And then Pat. Pat came in 23 of 41 for 262 yards, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, they leaned on him a little bit, 24 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. They're going to have to keep leaning on him. I can see that coming. Uh, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice has really stepped up as their number one wide receiver, and he, he's going he's definitely going to be the target <laughs> this upcoming week in terms of who the, who the opposing team is going to say we have to stop. But he had eight receptions for 130 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had seven receptions for 71 yards, but no touchdowns. That's much there. So in terms of picks, who had the picks? Mike Edwards had a pick. Did they have any more picks? No picks. Uh, George R. Karlafis, he had a sack and a half. I think uh, him and uh, and uh, 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 crap, what's his name? And Chris Jones, him and Chris Jones had a conversation about that in the uh, interview, the post-game interview. And um, <laughs> they were talking about how Chris Jones didn't feel like he earned that sack. He felt like that was his sack. But Chris Jones also had a half sack. Um, yeah. So, once again, so listen, Nick, if you if you actually listen to this, once you lost to Buffalo last week, I call, I called my man Nick and I said, Nick, it's been a great season for your Miami Dolphins, okay? Like, you're not going to Kansas City and winning. Um, this is another team, just like the Eagles, they played great, you know, this season. You know what I mean? They put up 70 points. We haven't seen that in oh, maybe 100 years or close to 100, year, 100 years. You know, uh, this this team is, is great. But the formula was pretty clear on how to beat them. Formula was was simple. You make them. You uh, have a pass rush, and you make them have to grind up the field. So you don't give them big plays. You take away their big plays, and you say you're gonna have to have these ten play drives. And if you if you could do that and have a quarterback that can play as good or better than Tua, they they lost pretty much all of those games. The only game that I can think of that they won where that scenario could have been presented was maybe Dallas. That was maybe it. And um, yeah, so this is this is pretty predictable to me. Um, they're a team that needed to beat you up top. They didn't want to grind. They didn't want to get hit like that. They're they're that team. They were they were a pretty team, you know, and, and they were great and everything. But I do think this is once again. I tried to tell you guys about Tua. Tua was lighting up the league, remember, and he couldn't be stopped, remember, and 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 <laughs> and he's the offensive player of the year, and he and he's in the Pro Bowl, and Josh Allen is not, and I'm like, listen, he's not that guy. He's not that guy to carry stuff, okay. And the problem is, here's the problem. I suspect in this offseason, the Miami Dolphins are going to pay Tua 
top of the league money. And that means that means the Miami Dolphins are going to lose some pieces. And he's not going to take a pay cut. And he's going to get all that money. And the Dolphins are going to capitulate and, and give him everything that he wants. And it's going to be the end of this whole conversation about the, the greatness of the Miami Dolphins. And they're going to go back to it. That's what I suspect. Unless they smarten up and figure out, hey, listen, we can't um we can't pay to at the top of the league money. He's not that guy because we're gonna have to lose some stuff and he can't carry shit. He's he's good. He's good. He's very good. But stop telling me he's like top five uh or 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 like most accurate quarterback in the NFL or top five quarterback or anything like that. He's not that guy. Okay. And I tried to tell you guys all year, but he's not that guy. Um in terms of the Chiefs, we'll talk more about the Chiefs because, well, they advance. <laughs> so they're going to come up pretty soon. Um, shoot. Who should we go to next? Um, so we talked about them. We talked about them. All right, so we got the last two games. So let's get to... These uh, Rams and the Lions. So, Detroit Lions win their first playoff game since, I want to say, 1994. <laughs> it's outlandish. <laughs> but they did it. They got their revenge game with uh, with Matthew Stafford and the Rams. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but they beat, uh, in Detroit, they beat the Rams um, and eliminated the Rams 24-23 to in a great game. So let's look at some stats. So for the Rams, Matthew Stafford was 25 of 36 for 367 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Uh, Kyron Williams led them in rushing with 61 yards. They had no um they had no rushing touchdowns. And uh and yo, I ain't gonna lie to you, Puka Nakua, man, he keeps impressing. Puka Nakua, he uh had nine receptions for 181 yards. Uh, one touchdown. And what's his name? A Tutu, Tutu Atwell also had a, a touchdown on one reception for 38 yards. Uh, were there any picks? There were no picks. Uh, see who got some sacks. Ernest Jones, the fourth, had two sacks. Um, Michael Hotek, he had a half a sack. And Kobe Turner had a half a sack as well. All right, let's get to these lines. For the Detroit Lions, uh, Jared Goff, uh, he went uh, 22 of 27 for 277 yards. Uh, one touchdown, no picks. Uh, David Montgomery led them in rushing with 57 yards and a touchdown. And Jameer Gibbs also had a rushing touchdown. Amaraj St. Brown, he had seven receptions for 110 yards. No touchdowns, though. Um, Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, uh, he had five receptions for 80 yards. And uh, Sam Laporta, the tight end, he's the one who got the touchdown. Um, and that's what that is. So there were no picks. Did they get any sacks? Aiden Hutchinson had two sacks. And <laughs> that was it. So... This was a revenge game, or if you guys remember, this was the trade that got Matthew Stafford to uh, to the Rams in the first place. They traded Matthew Stafford because they said they said Matthew Stafford was a better quarterback than Jared Goff, 
and they traded uh they traded Matthew Stafford and the Lions got a lot got Jared Goff and a lot of picks. Um the Rams got a Super Bowl out of that trade and now the Lions got all those picks are now flourishing and now you can see the difference in it. Um I love when super, when when the stars uh, step up and Aiden Hutchinson is a superstar pass rusher. You know that's the pass rush. I would have loved for them to, to get a pass rusher in free agency, but or you know what I mean when the trade deadline happened. But that's that's here nor there. So Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, so he did his thing. So the Detroit Lions, like I said, this was my Super Bowl pick. Or excuse me, my NFC Championship pick. And I think they showed form. They played well at home. They played against their 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 guy. And having been like, for instance, a Colts fan watching, you know, Peyton play for another team and stuff like that, it's, it's a hard place to be because you that's your guy, that quarterback, that's your guy. But at the same time, he wants he's trying to beat you, so it's a hard place to really be. But um, Detroit did their thing, and I'm looking to for more big things from them but i want to make sure that i shout out the rams man the rams had a great season the rams oh they're supposed to have a rebuild you know so when they when they got those championships they sold the farm people were like how where they find this money from to pay everybody they, they don't have picks probably for the next like three drafts so the fact that they were able to break down all of that and still make the playoffs. It says a lot about Sean McVay. It says a lot about uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. It says a lot about their ability to draft and things of that nature because they rebounded very well. And and we'll see, we'll see about them. They're going to be an interesting team uh, going forward. But right now, you know I mean, Detroit Lions with a better team. Now to the shocker of the weekend. <laughs> The Green Bay Packers went into Dallas and went and, and, and eliminated the Dallas Cowboys 48 to 32. Let's read the losing team's uh stats first. Um Dak Prescott was 41 of 60 for 403 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. Um Tony Pollard uh led them in Russia with 15 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb had nine receptions for 110 yards and no touchdowns. Michael Gallup had six receptions for 103 yards and no touchdowns. Uh, uh, Jake Ferguson, yeah, Jake Ferguson, he had 10 receptions for 93 yards and three touchdowns. And this defense had no picks, no sacks. And Jordan Love went, we're talking about the Packers now. Jordan Love went 16 to 21 for 272 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Aaron Jones uh came back this game from injury. He had 21 carries for 118 yards and three touchdowns. <sighs> Did his thing. And uh Romeo Dobbs uh led them in, re in receiving. Uh, he had six receptions for 151 yards and one touchdown. Uh Luke Musgrave, the tight end, he had Three receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. And uh, the Tavion uh, Wicks, he, Mr. Wicks, <laughs> had um, two receptions, 25 yards, but also had a touchdown. 
Now let's see. Jair Alexander had a pick. Uh, Darnell Savage had a pick. And who else had a pick? Uh, I think that was it. Now in terms of sacks, um, uh, Kaizen Nixon, he had a sack. Uh, Devondre Campbell, he had a sack. And did anybody else have a sack? Yeah. Uh, Lucas Van Ness had a sack. I remember him when they drafted him out of uh, Iowa, actually. I remember uh, <laughs> that. He's, he's interested sometimes watching these picks. And uh, Preston Smith also had a sack. So, first of all, once again, I hate to say I told you so. Dak Prescott is not that guy. And even all year while he had he had a great season. I'm not going to deny that. He had a great season. He's not a kind of guy that you pay top of the league money to. That's just what it is. You, He takes up too much of the cap, and there's clearly more holes in the Dallas Cowboys roster than people wanted to admit. You know, people were starting to say, oh, C.D. Lamb is a top five wide receiver. Never felt like C.D. Lamb was a top five wide receiver. He's a very good wide receiver, but... Keep in mind, anytime you have a, like a receiver is getting all these yards and all these receptions and his touchdown, he only is getting like one touchdown. That's because there's they're getting him the ball, but it's still hard to get him the ball. And a great wide receiver will get open and make it very easy for you to get him that ball. You know, I'm just from that era. I'm from that Randy Moss, T.O., you know I mean, Marvin Harrison, you know what I mean, A.J. Uh, 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 Antonio Brown era where Megatron era, where if they get 10 touchdowns, I mean, if they get 10 receptions, three of them are going to be touchdowns, okay? If they get 150 yards, you can you can, you can can at least chalk up two touchdowns, if not three, okay? So that's the kind of impact that I think a wide receiver, if you're going to say it's got guys a top five wide receiver, if they're going to get that many balls thrown to them and that many uh, receptions, then I – don't just don't just bring up yards, you know. Bring up some other stats. Don't just bring up yards, okay? Because he did that all year, and I and I try to say that it was the same thing, the same comment that I made about Tyreek Hill. These guys are are very good wide receivers. They're not elite, okay? That it's hard to get them the ball when you need it, and that's why their touchdowns are low. I'm more scared of a guy who has 80 yards and, and two touchdowns, you know, than I am a guy that gets 150 yards and one touchdown. That's just me, though. Um. Also, man, Jordan Love, man, he do it. Listen, listen. Jordan Love has arrived. Jordan Love has arrived, okay? He's a legit quarterback. He's better than Dak. What he's carried... To the playoffs and eliminated a better roster. Once again, even when you got a better roster and a very good quarterback, a great quarterback levels the playing field. And that's what is going on. So Jordan Love has arrived and 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 Dak has peaked. You know, that like he's not better. He's not going to get any better than what we've already seen. Okay. So if you're expecting that, 
And so I'm curious to see what the Dallas Cowboys do in terms of head coach, in terms of uh, what's going on. But, like, they got to pay Dak now again, I think, and uh, all of this kind of thing. So they got to figure some some uh, some stuff out. But, um, yeah, I just don't think that uh, this is – this is. I, th I think we've seen the best of the Dallas Cowboys for a while. That's really, that's really what I feel in this moment. The Packers move on and <laughs> Dallas goes home, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but yeah. So in conclusion, I told y'all Tua, Dak, CD Lamb, Tyreek Hill. And then, you know, I I kind of like this is this is these are things that I were common threads that that I kind of uh said like all year, you know. You know, these are all uh, common threads. You know, when I told you when the Eagles lost their. Offensive and defense coordinator that was gonna come to bite them in the ass. It did, you know. I told you once. Once I recognized that C.J. Stroud was who he was, I was like, C.J. The, the Texans are scary. They are, you know. These are all things that when people who know football tell you about football, these are the kind of things that they kind of go in on. Okay, definitely you don't listen to everybody. See, here's that. This is the difference between people who talk about football that never played the sport and people that that have played it and digested, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, like those people that have been in on fourth and inches. You see, when I say fourth and inches, that, that triggers to some people. That don't trigger to everybody, you know? Everybody don't know what I mean when I say fourth and inches and why I said that. That ain't for everybody. <laughs> fourth and inches made people go play basketball. <laughs> so this is why, and this is also why I always – bring on the people that I bring on because they have these kind of point of views, you know? The blessing is that we don't see eye to eye on stuff because we, we get to have uh, conversations that are different, you know? And and and, and I'm glad it, it, it prolongs the whole episode with my co-hosts because we don't agree, you know? But they, their points come from a point where they know what it feels like to be in fourth dimensions. Okay. So that was the wild card round. And now we're going to the divisional round. Um, so let's go with like this. Okay. All right. So we got four divisional round uh games. So this is this is how we're gonna do it. So we're just gonna pick the game, and I'm gonna let you know who's gonna do what, and then we're gonna uh move on. Um so let's start with the uh, Detroit Lions hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't see a reason in the world why Tampa Bay is going to come in here and beat Detroit. Okay? The Bucs are not that team. Baker Mayfield is not that guy. The Lions are playing great, and the people that they need to play great are doing their thing. The Bucs are not going to be able to do the same thing to Detroit that they did to the Eagles, which was match up with these guys one-on-one -on -one and blitz that's not going to work that's not going to work and they're going to regret that too many weapons there so i'm picking the detroit lions to win all right so let's do okay let's go on so the san francisco 49ers are hosting the green bay packers Listen, I think Green Bay has had a remarkable season. You know, I think they've resurfaced. Um, this is the first time that I've seen um, 
any organization get three straight quarterbacks right. Like they Green Bay now officially has had a quarterback be great since like 1994 or 1992, maybe. You know, Brett Favre and then straight to Aaron Rodgers. And now straight to 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 Jordan Love, you know. I think this is it, and I think their future is is still bright. Like honestly, between me and y'all, I expected once Aaron Rodgers <laughs> left that Green Bay was going to be less of a destination, and it was going to fall off because nobody really wants to go to Green Bay. And without a quarterback, what's the what would be the? There's no draw to go there, you know. So, um. So the fact that they're here now, I'm looking at them like, wow, we're looking at another 10 years of Green Bay still being great at least, you know? So this is this is remarkable. But the San Francisco San Francisco 49ers are the San Francisco 49ers. And they're remarkable and they're a powerhouse and they're a juggernaut. And they will be too much for the Green Bay Packers. Um Then we have the Chiefs and the Bills. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I've been going back and forth on this one a lot. And it's in Buffalo. The last couple times that they've played, it's been in Kansas City. This uh, game is actually going to be in Buffalo um, and everything. Uh, Bills coming off of the game that they just played, and they, they looked, they looked uh, remarkable. Chiefs coming off the game that they just played, they looked remarkable. Both teams at some point in the year – had a lull and people questioned who they were and everything, you know? So they're both kind of, it's, it's ironic. They're both kind of the, the, the same team in that if they get to the top, if both teams, if one of these teams isn't at the top, like it's, it is, might be a blowout, but if both teams, like either one of those teams being at the top, you could kind of see it going either way. So I'm not going to act like, I'm not going to act like this is, specifically what I see uh, 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 or specifically a straight up thought, but I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Buffalo Bills. My thought on that is because I'm talking about as a unit. Now, I'm talking about as a unit. I think I still think Patrick Mahomes is, is better than Josh Allen. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL and and maybe the greatest quarterback, and maybe the best quarterback in NFL history. Greatest still would be Brady, would be Brady, excuse me. But um, I do think he might be the best, you know. Um, and of course, they have a clear cut weakness with their wide receivers, and you can expect Buffalo to try to exploit that. Difference for me is when I look at the defensive side of the ball, Kansas City is a team that had that generates more sacks. They generate more sacks and they can get after you better. And Buffalo isn't really producing a whole lot of sacks. I think Kansas City was like third in sacks. It was second or third in sacks, you mean this year, but they're one of the league leaders in sacks. And I trust their running game more. And I think we talk about defense, sacks, excuse me, and running game. I think that can translate and they can get this dub along with Patrick Mahomes. I think they can get it done. I think they can still get it done uh, this round. So I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and this is my first ever Roni pick. I thought about this on my way home. 
my first ever Roni pick. Now, what is a Roni pick? So my uncle, my uncle Roni, he's the kind of guy he's going to tell you some stuff, and he's he got this prediction, and it's and it's going to be crazy, and it sounds weird, and it sounds outlandish, and. And he argues it so much, but it sounds bad. Sometimes he was right, but a lot of times he wasn't, you know. But um this is this is this is might be a staple on the show. My first ever Roni pick. Um I'm going with the Houston Texans to upset the the Baltimore Ravens. I know it sounds crazy, so here's here's where I'm going with, with this pick. So the number one seed Baltimore Ravens, I get it. I get it. I'm going with the Houston Texans to win this game. I think C.J. Stroud, like they played each other week one, and uh, Baltimore beat them week one, and, and it was C.J. Stroud's first game ever, and we can you can clearly see the growth uh, in him. The problem is this. It's very hard to beat a team twice in the same season, you know? Once a team sees you, especially in the NFL, they see you, they say, okay, we can make these adjustments and we can figure it out. Um, so usually you don't see sweeps in the NFL, you know? Usually you don't. And also, Lamar Jackson, when it comes to playing the AFC, Lamar Jackson is the scariest guy playing the NFC. But when it comes to playing the AFC, Especially for teams that see him, they they kind of game plan for him, and and that's why is that's why you've seen some of the results. You know, as much as I as I love Lamar Jackson, and I think his the top of his game is so high, he has like sometimes he plays games. You know what I mean? Where you're like he should be playing better, and that happens sometimes too. And I'm not gonna act. I'm not gonna let y'all talk me out of knowing knowing that that's the truth. So. I got to see what Lamar does. You know what I mean? Um, the only way, here's where I think I would be wrong. If if the Texans miss Tank Dell because he got hurt for the season that much, that could be the undoing of this whole thing. And the, and the Ravens defense can really handle the Texans offense. I think the Texans offense is not going to be handled in this in this environment either. I love I love CJ Stroud as a quarterback and this will be the pick that I think is the the upset pick of the week. This and I'm picking it. The first ever Roni pick. <laughs> the first ever Roni pick. I like that. <laughs> so <clears throat> so at the beginning of the episode I told you guys that uh, this was probably going to be the hardest episode that I did. Um, so remember I told you I just put a, a Roni pick. As you guys just saw, I just did a Roni pick. And that's a tribute to my uncle, my uncle Roni, who just passed away. Um, when I was growing up, my uncles played football. Football is a big part of my, my family. Um, I'd always was and always will be, you know, that's just what it was. One of the biggest uh, advocators for me, you know what I mean, in terms of football was my Uncle Brony. You know, he pushed me real hard. He pushed me uh, so hard to be the kind of guy that was was feared and respected on the football field. Um, 
but he also tried to make sure I was the kind of man and understood how to be a man off the football field. Um, I'm not the man that I am today without him. And um, I'm not sure if he can hear me right now, but I just want him to know um, that he left a big void um, in my life. Um, and and, and it's, I got a lot of pieces to pick up uh, because I don't have them anymore, you know? Um, I just wanted to say, Uncle Roni, you know, I just wanted to say thank you, you know, for uh, making me the man that I am today. Uh, thank you for pushing me to be uh, stronger, tougher, you know, less soft, you know, and anything. And then, man, single-handedly, when I was on the football field, I must tell you guys a story. When I was on the football field one time, my mom was telling me, like, not, I'm not saying she was telling me that I had to be a certain way or I couldn't hit hard or I couldn't do nothing, but she was being a mom. My Uncle Bernie whispered in my ear. He said, I want you to knock his fucking head off. And, <laughs> and so my Uncle Roni is the kind of guy that would give me permission to knock somebody's head off, you know? Um he was very mischievous, a huge personality, you know? Um, a lot of people tell me that I have a huge personality. And to be honest with you, uh, my personality is, it, it pales in comparison to how big of a personality this man had. You hear him from up the hallway. Uh, you knew immediately he was there. He was the kind of man that he's going to mess with you. You know, in my family, you ain't getting away with, be, with being, uh, without being messed with. He's going to mess with you, but then he's going to protect you. You know, so even in things that you don't feel comfortable, he going to put you to the side. He going to put you right beside him and say, make it more comfortable for them. You know, and that's the, that's who he was to me. He was a big man. He was six four, um, you know, and he was every bit. He was every bit somewhat um, not somewhat. He was every bit as much of raising me or part of raising me as my own father. And my uncles are that for me, you know, and all my uncles are that for me. So. um. This is just something that uh, I have to deal with that we're dealing with as a family. And, um, you know, I just wanted to, to say, Uncle Roni, you know, thank you, man. I just want to thank you for everything that you personally did for me. Because, as I said, I'm not the man that I, uh, I'm not the man that's able to do the things that I'm doing. I'm not the man that can, that's strong enough to persevere and, and keep going and 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 have that relentlessness about them you know I'm not able to do I'm just not who I am so much of my personality comes from you so um for me to act like that would be anything wouldn't be anything that I would uh ever want to do so this one uh this uh last one is for my uncle Roni who I love dearly and um and truthfully <clears throat> truthfully, I'll never be the same again, you know? I'll never be the same again <laughs> until we meet again, you know? So, Uncle Roni, I'm going to tell you for the first time. Well, it's not the first time. I'm going to tell you anyway. I normally say cuz, but Unc, you don't know football? I just want to thank you uh, guys for uh, tuning in and watching me through this journey and um, I just would love to give a, a moment of silence um, 
and you know we can I can share with you who my uncle uh is so you can see who he is and just know maybe maybe he can uh, be a little as as special to you as he is to me you know Back when I was a child Before life removed all the innocence My father would lift me high And dance with my mother and me And then spin me around till I fell asleep Stairs he would carry me and I